When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Like, but you know, like I said, though, like, look, man, if Atletico get to a final, they have to dope. Either they, they dope or they What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. I am Daniel Taluk. I'm Double H to the Half Hope. How can you be Double H to the Half Hope? Sure. Man, it's, 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 it's 20. I'm, I'm on that 2017 team, bro. Your Half Hope, Half Hope. Can you please state your name, please? So we can, uh, thank you. I'm uh, Half Hope, but no, I'm Carl Anthony. Yeah, and uh, we do this every Tuesday. If you guys haven't already, follow us on Twitter, follow us on SoundCloud. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're basically everywhere. Well, well, actually, we're not on Snapchat yet, though, so we're not te- technically we're not everywhere. So. You know, I feel way too old <laughs> for Snapchat. Same. I, I downloaded it once and I just couldn't figure no, it no, out. No, no, I've downloaded Snapchat, I think, three times on three different phones and I still don't know what, it, what it's about, so, yeah. <laughs> so, Carl, do you have any idea about Snapchat? Uh, no, well, you know, they say social media is, what, 16 to 24, and... All of us are over 24 now, so maybe that's why it's yeah. not working for us anymore. Yeah. We're getting too uh, long in the tooth. You, you guys are probably like in your normal element. This is very weird, the way we're recording this podcast episode. But anyway, you can follow me individually at Daniel to look. You can follow Carl at... Anchorman616. And Have Hope. Um, you can follow me at Have Hope Hot. Leave those iTunes reviews, and if... You know, you leave a five-star iTunes review. We will read it on the show. What else do we need to plug? And I think that's it. You know, that's, I mean, Twitter, social media. You know, we yeah, don't, don't want to give anybody, like, our private non-numbers or our house numbers, so. <laughs> Share the podcast, obviously. Um, everything you guys can do, retweets, likes. It, it's much appreciated. Um, it'll help us, you know, get the, the gospel of talking tactics out there. But with all that being said, that fun stuff, we can get to the football. Um, does anybody have anywhere they want to start particularly? It has to be with this whole Messi thing. El, El Clasico, obviously, you know, uh, Messi scores two crucial goals. And, you know, he again has to define him, in my view, being the best club football player of all time. But what really worries me is how people... You know, this is, again, this is just proven why he's the greatest football player of all time. And I say that statement unsettles me. And, again, I put out a video trying to explain to people that what Messi did against Real Madrid is just a long list of many accomplishments that he's done. And if he manages to win La Liga with Barcelona, it would be probably his greatest achievements for, for Barcelona. But to go and to even use that as some sort of an example 
of him being the greatest football player of all time, unequivocally. It's almost like too much of an instant reaction. Because again, you have to look at the reality. You are playing in La Liga. You are playing in the league that has possibly the worst defending. You are playing against a team who had 10 men and decided to attack with 10 men. How do you guys um, see it? Is he the greatest of all time or what's, what's your view? Yeah, he is. Like, I've, I've been saying this on the podcast for ages. Anyone that believes Messi is in the greatest football of all time, like, there isn't a good enough argument to say he isn't because the um, World Cup argument doesn't work. Why doesn't that argument work? Can you let me finish speaking? Yes. He dragged Argentina to the final and if Higuain wasn't offside or bottled it, you know, Argentina would have won the World Cup in 2014. He's dragged Argentina to two Copa America finals. What, you know, one on penalties and one once again because Higuain and his lack of big game prowess. Like, Messi's done everything there is to do and then some. This guy has unparalleled Ballon d'Ors. He's got incredible big game prowess. Like, to say that Maradona's better because Maradona has a World Cup and Maradona did it with Napoli is just clutch, is clutching at straws, really. Like, it's time to put this argument to bed and just say Messi's the greatest player of all time. You can bring up La Liga, like, oh, he's playing in a weekend league in La Liga. Just did that to a very, very, very good Real Madrid side. Yes, they were down to 10 men, but you've got to bear in mind, they've got two or three generational talents on their squad. They've got Sergio Ramos, who's one of the greatest centre-backs in the generation. They've got Cristiano Ronaldo, who's one of the greatest centre-forwards in the generation. They've got Tony Cruz, who's one of the very best number sixes in the generation. This isn't a weak side. This is, high, this is a high-pressure game, do or die, final minute, and he's pulled out the back again. Like, he's the best player of all time. I have so much to respond to, but, but Daniel, you can go, please. My issue is people using this specific game as the catalyst to calling him now the greatest of all time. I've been calling him the greatest for a long yes, time. Yes, yes, I've been yes, doing yes, all this podcast with you. I, I know, Carl. We've been talking for a while now. But the point is, like, for people now, oh, because he won 3-2 at the Bernabeu, now he's the greatest. That's, that's the issue I take. Like, this game wasn't – he's had better games at the Bernabeu. I'm not really good going back and picking out, you know, messy games and, you know, the classical. But this wasn't his greatest of all time performance against Real Madrid. So for people to go on this, oh, because he scored the late winner, the last kick of the game virtually – that's the problem I have. We can have the conversation of whether Messi is greatest outside of just this particular game and the aftermath of it. Right, okay, can I just quickly respond to some points that Carl made? And obviously, for Danny, again, that is obviously the biggest issue that's to use this as a game. And I even said that he's had better performances. Yes, he did two amazing things and amazing moments, but his performance wasn't actually that great compared to other performances he's had. But to some points that Carl made, he, he, he did not appear in that World Cup semi final. It was Mascherano whose tackle and the defense of Argentina that actually helped them to penalties. Messi was completely irrelevant in that semi-final. In the final of the 2014, again, Messi went missing. So in both the semi and the final, he went missing. Can I, wait, 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 wait. Let me, finish. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me finish. You said, oh, oh because Maradona has a World Cup medal. No. Napoli have only won two league titles oh, in their entire history. No. Who played? Uh, who led league titles? Maradona. Maradona was playing at a time when you had to commit double homicide to get at least a yellow card back in the 80s, where people were far more physical. What Maradona did for Napoli is far greater than what Messi has done for Barcelona. But you combine what Maradona did for Napoli and what he did for Argentina, that puts him at a higher level than Messi. So Messi cannot be put in the same category as Ar- Ar- Armando. Don't you dare put him in category and level as Armando. 
Now, look, Ned, first of all, to say Messi didn't get Argentina into that World Cup final is atrocious. Like he's got, he was player of the tournament. He got five, go- he got five goals. Oh, well, give me a break! Are you really going to listen like, to the crap that, that those guys vote for? It's it's bad. That was, everybody said it was bad. Robin was the best player in, in in that tournament. Everyone knew that. That was that. That was the biggest BS award. Everybody, even Messi knew that. Oh, this is stupid. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, can you time it? It took, it took eight minutes to half hope to bring up Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Semi final and final. Messi was missing. So don't don't give me yeah, that missing. If you're bringing up you're bringing up you're bringing up Robin, you're bringing up Maradona. You're clearly not listening. Next subject. <laughs> I'm bored talking to you. No, oh, no, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, no, you bring just, up you want to bring up Maradona and you want to bring up Robin on this podcast. I'm gonna just stop. No, 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 okay, no, no, Carl. Can I just ask one quick question? Are you trying to tell me that Messi showed up in the 2014 World Cup semi-final? I just I just want this on record. Yeah. Okay, so. So it's on record. You're saying that Messi showed up and played well in the World Cup 2014 semi-final against Holland. He played well. You know who played better? Dirk Kout. Messi had a good game. Dirk Kout yeah, had the best. On record. And I will put it out there. Carl Anker says that Lionel Messi played well and showed up <laughs> in the World Cup semi-final 2014. Okay. Pratt, let's, let's go on a limb and let's say Real Madrid don't win the Champions League, even though mm-hmm. they're the best team left in it. And, and let's say they somehow say not to win La Liga. What happens to Zizou? This is no, Zizou. no. This is Perez, He's man. A this is Perez. He's a legend. Like, how do you go about sacking him? Why would you sack him? Perez will. Who else is left? Who else? Who else in the landscape can you bring in feasibly? Look, Perez is mad. He'll find someone. He'll find <laughs> a. I, I, a, yeah, a, a I was about to say, like Carl, he signed Benitez. Like, he'll yeah, he'll find. Someone. He's mad. <laughs> Perez is mad because Perez. His whole mindset is that if you don't win me a trophy, you'll get sacked. Zidane is a Real Madrid legend. So how easy would it be for him to be like come into the office and give him his his papers essentially? It'd be very hard. It'd be it'd be as hard. Well, it would be. Hard. I'd, say, this... I'd say it'd be as hard as sacking, but you got rid of Ancelotti, so. I would kind of feel like he'd be demoted rather than sacked and put like back with the kids, just it's to kind not of a bad thing. Just to kind of keep but, the. But, but would he accept that though? If if they if they go trophyless. I can't like something has to happen. I'm not sure what. That's why I asked. Yeah, you, know, you know, Real Madrid still have the game in hand. Like the title race is wide open, but the advantage is still with Real Madrid. No, no I mean, I would Real Madrid. I for me, I feel that they're, they're going to mess this up, man. I really feel like that's is a crushing defeat. Running, I feel as if Real Madrid have the easy running. Like Barcelona still have all the same problems Barcelona have in that you know their core base are aging slash not in great form. And there, you know, there's only so many times you can rely on Messi, Neymar, and Suarez to bail you up. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't. I, if you asked me to put money in it right now, I'd still put money on Real Madrid doing it. For me, I, I'm still going with my pick at the start of the season, which is Real Madrid. But that, I just feel that could be very psychologically the momentum is with Barcelona. I still think Barcelona may actually drop points, but I just think Real Madrid, the way that they've been struggling in their past games and just winning, I think this is a huge mental blow mm. to lose in the last minute when you were drawing 2-2 with, with 10 men. And also, they're, they're a way to Deportivo. And Deportivo need the points. Also, sooner don't. Deportivo need those points and they're playing a way to them. That could be a draw. All right, can we just have a brief moment for, like, the stupidity of Sergio Ramos? Oh, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's won, he's won them enough games now that it doesn't matter. I, I would assume it is, it, is, it is quite strange how he because again he just says to himself that like um, Sergio was is there was there really any reason I mean really I mean, what what reason they go two footed as well like yeah it's like 
Why? You can like, pull I just don't know what was in his head. Go two footed. That's just asking for it. Um, what else from that game should we talk about? Isco is on form. He's on fire. This guy was one of the match against Sporting Eon. And um, you don't play him? For 90 minutes, you don't play him. Benzema is garbage. He was horrible. <laughs> he was horrendous. How does he play that, that many minutes? How? It's a mess. Like, I think it's, it's a whole frenzy because Zidane, how do you not sub him? How the hell do you not sub this guy who's just playing like crap? That's so, yeah, crazy. I mean, so should we jump into Champions League or FA Cup? Let's do FA Cup. Uh, let's start with Chelsea Tottenham. Brutal, brutal stuff for you, Spurs. All right. Uh, am I assuming that both of you believe that Spurs played well or even better than Chelsea did? Spurs played very well. But, you know, they played very well. They went toe to toe with Chelsea. At some point in time, they were, you know, the, ta- the, the technique was working. So the plan was very clearly play Son at wing back. But, you know, there were two defensive mistakes in uh, the free kick that Alvaro gave and the very silly penalty that Son gave. But for a lot of ways that game, Spurs were the, better t- were the better side. It's just Spurs, once again, lack of strength and depth. And unfortunately, they lack killers. It was very telling that Spurs got 10 corners and then from Chelsea's very first corner, Eden Hazard scored a goal. You know, in the end, the weight of difference was the fact that when you look at the bench, Conte could bring on Eden Hazard and Costa, and Spurs had Ndoku and uh, Jensen, basically. Uh, <laughs> Spurs have overachieved this season. Um, and, you know, it will come. What, what I think the worst thing that comes to Spurs fans now is they believe they need some silverware when what they should just believe is the process. And if they get another good... If they get a good transfer window, which they haven't had a good one for a while now, they can really kick on and become top two, three sides in the country. Because their first 11 is easily like top two. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that um, first half, pretty even. Second half, Tottenham definitely had Chelsea on the ropes and Dembele completely controlled the midfield. You know, like Dembele really, really ran the uh, game. Tottenham don't have an Eden Hazard. Because that goal came out of nothing. You know, like there were about eight guys all in the penalty box and to find enough space with his left foot to drill it through, that's something that's not a lot of, that no one on the Tottenham team can really do. Like to score a goal like that, of that difficulty when your team is under so much pressure. And that's just changed because literally that just knocks the stuffing and just the life out of Tottenham. But I just think that, you know, which is the point that Carl was making, as good as Tottenham, they don't have those deadly individual killers. It's almost as if, like, yes, Ali and Ken are good, but you put peak Ginola in that team, Ginola would produce something that Hazard would produce, some bit of individuality to get past two players, put it in the top corner. Because really, Ali, that was based off Ericsson's cross. You know, um, Kane, based off Ericsson's cross. Yeah, I mean, I I was watching the game in, like, the first half, came up with, like, four things that that I kind of learned about the squad. I think the first one was... Chelsea cannot cope with crosses. It's been our Achilles heel kind of all season. Um, and especially against Tottenham because, you know, the way Ali runs is kind of a secondary striker in between uh, the the three centre-backs. His movement is great. And then Ericsson's quality is one of the best, I think, in the Premier League for sure. I forgot what the second one was. Ake, Nathan Ake played very well. Um, Bashuai actually getting a chance to play. And, and his flick to get the move going that looks yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, Williams' free kick was was good. So I was, I was glad to see him get some substantive minutes rather than playing like. But, but I don't think at the end of games just to kill it off. I, 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 still, I thought I, I think he still thinks needs to get used to the whole lone striker thing though because he's yeah. not really played that thing enough time. But yeah, and, he'll uh, get there. But again, he doesn't have enough experience of it. Yeah, and also there was a telling moment where Moses won the penalty. Bashuai really, really wanted to take the ball and ask for the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. <laughs> he was like, nah, fam, like, give it to... No, 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 because, no, because, because Conte was screaming at Luisa. No, William, William, William. Yeah, so... Wait, but not, and also, and also, you know, you know, you know, you know Bashuai watches Arsenal fan TV. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, Conte's kind of created this problem where he hasn't given Bashuai enough minutes in games. So now he knows every opportunity he gets, he has to play well and has to score in order to maybe get a chance to play. Mm. So it's making him an even more selfish striker than maybe he would have been if he's getting... Oh, yeah, like- yeah. yeah. For sure, yeah. So that that was an issue. And then the fourth thing was Willian hates Tottenham. <laughs> oh, so much. Yeah, man. Like, it, it's every goal against Tottenham has that extra bit of sauce on it because, you know, they did the medical. And then he's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go West London instead of North London. So what a I always enjoy that. And then Matic's goal I thought was fantastic. Um, oh, super. Everybody did the reaction on the bench. was hilarious. Kurt Zuma. Oh, yeah, Zuma's reaction, yeah. Yeah, so that, it was a really good performance, I thought, from Chelsea. Um, especially because you guys say, like, Tottenham played very well. And we still scored four goals past them. And also, like, you can bring Hazard off the bench, Cost off the bench. It's, it's almost like when an NBA team doesn't have enough, back to my weekly basketball references, um, when an NBA team doesn't have enough off the bench, they sometimes put a starter on the bench mm. and just put in some whack guy who can play with the four regular starters. That way there's a, a kind of a killer on the bench who can play against the other team's scrubs. And it kind of felt like Conte was like, I'm going to give you guys an hour, and if we need that kind of heavy artillery, we'll throw on our two best attacking players against tired Spurs players. And I think that worked a treat. And we get to play Arsenal, which I'm <laughs> really excited about because that means... Wait, 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 wait. Did you see what some Drogba tweet tweeted? He's a part owner of the Phoenix teams. He's like, hey, yo, Phoenix, I'm going to be gone for whatever <laughs> the FA Cup final weekend is um, to make it 17 out of 17. I think 17, <laughs> against 17 games against Arsenal, which is ridiculous. But look, man, Arsenal may not make top four. They may win the FA Cup. Yeah, I mean, um, I put it in the WhatsApp that worst worst case scenario, we lose and Wenger stays. So that's okay. Best case, <laughs> we win and we get a trophy and then Wenger maybe stays. So I think Wenger's staying. Yeah. Oh, oh. What, did, did, does anyone have his quote at hand or memorized where he says, like, his dedication to the club, this, that, and the third? Like, it seems as if he's probably going to sign that extension. So, and just, and just like this so, playing back three... And all that kind of like, how did Pep lose to Winger playing back three? Pep, it wasn't it wasn't a back three, man. It was it was a five. It wasn't a three. It was a five. You can never ever tell me Pep Guardiola is one of the best managers in the world if he's lost to Wenger playing a back three. It Incredible. wasn't a back three. It was a back five. It was essentially mm-hmm. a back five. Yes, and that's why you know when people say, "Oh, but no," like I always look at what I see on the pitch. I don't look at what you tell me before the game. I look at what is acceptable on the pitch. When Aston were defending. They were five guys in the back. And the key thing in that is that once Silva went off injured, City were screwed. Because mm-hmm. Silva was that key middleman who, who was really finding spaces constantly and was really causing 
Arsenal issues. But once he went off, a significant part of City's threat was lost because Sterling doesn't give you what Silva gives you. This is true. This is true. The game descended into a bit of an aerial fast once Silva went off. Hmm. Yeah. I, something that you have to say, you know, Oxlade and Chamberlain are like a revelation at wing back. Arsenal may be playing quite poorly in the last couple of days, but Ox really looks to be one of the very few players that stepped up and decided yeah. he's going to make the most of the opportunities. Also, can we take a minute to talk about Bellerin's hair? Cultural, <laughs> Cultural appropriation. I, I, it's something. That guy, is, he's feeling himself right now, <laughs> um, which is hilarious because he's going through one of the worst patches of form in a long time. No, maybe it's, 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 it's to help him. Maybe it's, it's like a solution to all the slander. But yeah, man, that's his, like, I mean, like, it's, it's full on. I mean, you can't hide it. It's full. Like, he's, he, he, he went for it. He totally went for it. <laughs> yeah, it's just very odd. <laughs> very odd haircut. <laughs> very odd. Let's, let's dissect this Pep situation a little bit more. Um, this is, unless something stupid, crazy happens and Man City somehow find a way to win the league, which won't happen. This would be... No way, whoa! Hey, Daniel, what? No, that's not... Look, that's, that's, that, that, that's gone. That's not, that, that's not even a discussion. Then we this is my point, Double H. I'm, I'm saying unless the impossible happens, this will be Pep Guardiola's first season without silverware, whether at yep. Barcelona or mm-hmm. Bayern Munich. Do we think Pep's has been a success this year at Manchester City? Yes. No. All right, so I'm assuming both of you are defining success in different ways. We will start with Carl. Yeah, I think it's improved a number of members of staff of the team. If you look at someone like Sterling, Sterling's really kicked on. Sane looks like a real find. He's very clearly trying to employ a, a sense of style to City that looks like it can be potentially maybe five to ten years. It was always going to be a transition because Pep's style of football requires... Uh, players to take some, you know, a high level of information, and a weakness of the side is the fact they haven't really put in the work at fullback, especially. And fullbacks are very important for Pep's system. But I think you know, next season, give him an extra two hundred million, which I'm assuming City will. City will be right up there. Bear in mind they got knocked out in the Champions League on away goals, and they got knocked out in the FA Cup in extra time. City are a lot better now than they were. This time last year, I think you should remember Pellegrini looked lost for large swathes of the last season and the season before that. I was being bailed out by Sergio Agro, whereas now on the pep, you can at least see what he's trying to do, which I always give credit to a manager where you can see what they're trying to do, but they just need a little bit more time to wed the system. So, uh, so yeah, I think he's been a success. I think, you know, obviously he's human um, and Bravo is a complete failure. Um, that's a flop. But I think from just what he's done to Sane and Sterling alone, yeah, he's a success. He's been a, a failure. And the reason why <laughs> he's been a failure is, so I'm the owner of Man City and I look at your resume. You've won a trophy in every season that you've been a manager. You come to my team and I don't get a trophy. That's the first thing. Second thing, you don't give a realistic title challenge. With the money that you've spent... You cannot give a proper... T- you are 11 points off the pace of Chelsea with, what, five games to go? That's poor. You can't give me an FA Cup. You can't even give me an FA Cup final. You can't give me a League Cup. You're a failure. Like, yes, you have improved aspects of the team. The, the team is far better 
than it is on the Pellegrini. But no, I'm sorry, man. This is this isn't Southampton or Everton or Liverpool. This is Manchester City. And the amount of money that we're paying you, the amount of money that we're paying you, you know, I, I, you must give me at least a trophy. So no, you have you have been a failure this season. I kind of see it not surprisingly as kind of half and half. Um, <laughs> in terms of the football direction, in terms of the the philosophy and style that he's trying to implement. I do think there's progress if you just look at, you know, Sterling, um, Sané, uh, and then he lost players like Gabriel Jesus um, that would have done something, I think, in the latter part of the season. So I think you can give him a kind of you – know, if we want to grade him, you can probably give him a B. But in terms of the expectation levels at the beginning of the season, it was expected that he would fight for the title, wasn't it? Yes. He was one of the, fa- he was so, one of the favorites. And he's how many points behind Chelsea at this point? 11 points. 11 points. With six games left, that's not quite what Manchester City would have been expecting, especially considering for the past five seasons, haven't they been kind of setting up to get Pep Guardiola in there as their manager? Yes. So Mm. you, you would have thought that the kind of style part, once you get Pep, it wouldn't take two years in order to get this project, you know, on the road. So I think, on one hand, the the kind of footballing part, he's done well. But in terms of the expectation and what people expected, which might not be realistic, but it's what it is, um, he hasn't quite met that mandate, so to speak. And then if you juxtapose it with Mourinho, for instance, I kind of feel it's the same thing. And I'm kind of wondering who's had the better season in that way, where Pep took over a side that's been angling for him for the past six years, maybe five, six, somewhere in there. And Mourinho took over a, a shipwreck in the kind of post Fergie era. And if, mm. they, and, and if they beat Manchester City on, I believe, Thursday, they'll be in top four. Well, no, that's that's how it's going to be a draw. It's already like, I already know that. It's already, I've, 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 <laughs> that's one on one. Fair enough. But I'm just saying, like, if you guys had to say, like, who had the better season, Manchester City or Manchester United, or more specifically, has Mourinho enjoyed a better time or Pep, given the expectations? Who do you guys think? To be honest, I have to say that based say on what Mourinho took over, both of them, I feel, have actually been failures this season, both of them. But if I had to choose who has been less of a failure, I would have to say Mourinho, because... Since Ferguson has left, United have been a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. Whereas that City have still been competitive. So what you've said there says less about what Pep, what the managers have done, and says more about what they've inherited. City fans are a lot happier than United fans are this season. I feel as if I feel as if I had more, I would have had more fun if I supported Manchester City than if I supported Man United. Because but if you have a trophy, you're probably going to be in the Europa League final, and <sighs> City are going home with nothing. That's a very good point. I forgot about that. Now, I uh, totally and, forgot and, about and that. Now look, you could say the League Cup doesn't mean anything, so meh. But then Mourinho inherited the Europa League, right? So it's not like he earned, like he didn't reach top four. So like the Europa League was his punishment. It's just he got sacked from Chelsea. United finished, what, fifth, sixth, somewhere in there. And now they're in Europa League. So he's just being, he's doing what he was kind of given at the beginning of the year. Pep, at the beginning of the year, win Champions League, win the league, and if we get a domestic cup, cool. He's not reached any of those targets, at least, we, and we don't, like, top four wasn't Pep's aim. 
like Pep Four was a given. And Mourinho has a trophy, man. I mean, he wanted to he's got a trophy. I, right, and that's all right. This is coming from the perspective of my United fan. When we came, when we started the season, United were third favorites to win the league. Third favorite. Um, I believe that was rich. I went. Uh, we're not that good. The squad still has some problems. Rooney still has a problem. Like Mourinho's done some good things. Right, he's reduced Rooney's minutes. Zatlan was a good thing. He has eventually found a system of play that is around pace and movement. When Zatlan isn't playing, um, and we have a trophy, good. But let's also bear in mind, Marino's done a lot of things that we would expect better from a manager of his standing. He spent a lot of money on Mkhitaryan and only to th- freeze him out for three months when we were very clearly in need of a lock picker. It's, it's a, like United should not, be, should not have spent that long in sixth place put together a <laughs> like it's not based on the resources Mourinho had and the money he spent and what we expected Mourinho the sixth place thing isn't funny it is a failure you know the, the constant ghosting away and alienation of players is something that I find particularly unpleasant and also Mourinho's big game prowess like yes the score was a mess but we always managed to beat Liverpool under Van Gaal like this is you know we managed to beat Arsenal a couple of times as well like Van Gaal's big game record at United is better than Mourinho's big game record at United like there, there were, you know, and also we had Rashford. Rashford was getting game time, whereas Rashford now is playing. I'm, I'm, you know, of the band of United fans who is very concerned as to Rashford's development, and it's not. It's frankly not worth it if we're not doing it with Rashford somehow leading the line. I'm not. I'm, I'm that hard line of stunts. I don't really want. Carl, do you think if Rashford, and we'll, we'll even throw Martial in this conversation, do you think if they played up top most of the season? Instead of Ibrahimovic, that United would have a bigger points total or a lesser one, or or does the points total not matter? And it's just for you, it's just the, the development of their Man United careers. For me, it's both. I think we would have been higher. I think it might have only been three or four points, but I think there would have been a lot of those draws that we would have turned into wins. Um, there would have been a lot more high-scoring matches. Um, like Mourinho has improved Manchester United, but not to the extent that I think a lot of fans are happy with. Much like Pep Guardiola has improved Manchester City, but not to the extent that a lot of fans and pundits was expecting Pep to do. Um, But I believe Pep has improved City to a further extent than Mourinho has improved Manchester United. But this is my homerism coming through. You know, you could probably bring a City fan on tomorrow and they might be disgusted with what Pep did with Sane. They're all relative. All right, so so have hope. Who do you think has a right to be more optimistic heading into 17-18 then? Would you say United or City? Um, City. City. You know, they've got more money. They're, the problems with their squad are more easily uh, remedied. Essentially, what they've got to do is they've got to clear a lot of deadwood. Um, they need proper fullbacks. Pep system, as we know, he was trying to do that inverted fullback thing where the fullbacks play as, as extra centre midfielders. When see our possession, which is a very hard and taxing thing to do when your name isn't Philip Lahm. So I think that will improve once Pep is given 35 million to spend on Mendy or Danny Rose or whoever, and they, he gets more dynamic fullbacks. Whereas, you know, Manchester United's problem, they need, they need a better defensive midfielder. They probably need another winger. They probably need some more fullbacks. But I think there's more major surgery required at Manchester United than there is at City. What I'm going to talk about is to use a SIG from what we're talking about is basically, so what we've seen in the Champions League matches and what we've seen in the FA Cup and from both the Manchester sides, there are at least six or seven top sides in Europe 
big moves in the transfer window, in the summer transfer window. Barcelona need new st- members of staff. Bayern need to replace Lam and Xavi Alonso. Take this Manchester United versus Manchester City question and spread it Europe-wide. Who do you think is going to be the big mover and shakers? I think Barcelona, for sure, are going to have a massive, massive um, seismic change. There's going to be a lot of moving in Barcelona, Bayern Munich and United. You say Barcelona, Bayern Munich and United? Yeah. Because for me, I think for, for Barcelona, they... I look, I look at, the, at that team and there's so much needs to be done, especially in midfield and, and defensively. Like, they need wing-backs. They need a central midfielder. They possibly need another attacking mid, 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 midfielder as well. Um, for Bayern Munich, they need to replace Alonso. They need to re- replace Bart Sims, Sandowski, another striker. Mm. Um, United. The midfield still isn't there. I think Carrick, bless his soul, thing he needs a Verratti or a Modric. Not mm. thinking, he'll get them, but he needs that kind of central midfield general that allows Pogba to really roam. He probably needs better fullbacks and yeah, fullbacks and a totem pole classic central midfielder. So just just quickly devil H on Barcelona, isn't it a thing where they can't sign kind of the hundred million central midfielders, defenders, all that kind of stuff because Messi, Neymar and Suarez take up so much of their wage budget? Yes, that is correct. Their philosophy was, you know, Xavi, Puyol, Iniesta, Messi. Those kind of guys came from La Masia. La Masia. But La Masia has had a very poor crop recently. There was only exactly, one exactly. La so, graduate uh, on the bench against Juve. Sergio Roberto is the only real success recently, I think. And also, uh, if any of you watch, listen to the Ringer podcast, um, they do a soccer podcast, and they raise a very interesting point. It's a lot harder for you to buy players when you're Barcelona because they have to be of a certain type. They have to be of a certain Barcelona aesthetic. Yeah, that's, um, that's what Andre Gomez hasn't worked. He's a good player, but he's been a total flop. Same as yes. Ada Turan. Mm. Um, oh, Turan is, Turan is a very interesting experiment because it shouldn't work. Turan, Ada Turan only works for Barcelona because that boy loves Barcelona. You would ne- like Very rarely will you see such a good central midfield player, happy to take such little minutes only because they love the club so much. It's not necessarily a good fit. Like it's, it's a bit like the Fabregas deal. The deal was relatively cheap because Barcelona were the only suitor. Um, the player wasn't fit for purpose for the system, but it, they kind of forced it because it's very rare you get a, a, a squad player of that quality. The Ring of Podcast raises this point. It's a lot more difficult to buy a player for Barcelona because they have to be good at passing and of the certain Barcelona more than the club type. And also, you know, the Barcelona passing system requires a lot of uh, match game intelligence. Henri and Fabregas both said, even though they're very good players, they got to Barcelona and they couldn't understand what was going on. Whereas at Real Madrid, the system is, we'll just buy the best player in the world and we'll let them figure it all out by playing our caveman style football because we're doing it with the best players in the world. It'll be an interesting chance to win. I think there are going to be some big moves, particularly for strikers. I think I wouldn't be surprised if the 60 million mark gets b- broken twice this, um, this uh, summer. Mm. Do we think like uh, no major international tournaments going to help kind of with that movement? Oh, yeah. No major international tournament because also you get a proper preseason. So yeah. there's less of a risk that players will get hurt or damaged. Um, so Pogba, you know, Pogba hasn't had a preseason. And I think Pogba's going to look after Pogba gets his preseason. He's going to look a lot better for him, I think, for United starting next season. Um, yeah, I mean, what Lukaku's probably going to move for sixty million. 
Oh yeah, um, no, he's, he's he's gone. But I'm telling you right now, for six million. Griezmann's gonna move. Costa's gonna move. Uh, and it's a striker that everyone should really be look and look at for Carlos Baca, because not very really? pricey, a steal, a absolute steal. The guy's chance to goal ratio is incredible, incredible. Interesting. The the Monaco boys. You got Mbappe, Lamar, Bakayoko, Silva. Where are those players going, and for how much? Mm. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I mean I, I would be surprised that's, that's if Mbappe kind of stays look. this summer because I think. You know what? Like Mbappe is the kind of player that 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 more Mourinho will actually be looking for. Oh, good God forbid! Whoa, 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 you know? whoa, 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 whoa! Have hope. Do you remember when we talked about I don't know this just basically last year, like when the transfer window was starting, mm. and the Pogba to Pogba was going to leave Juventus for United, and you said Juventus is a perfect place for Pogba to kind of grow, yeah. and the United yeah. move is too soon. Do you mm. feel like those young players at Monaco? Way were, too soon. Uh, like. If I was um, Bakayoko, um, Mbappe, Silva, stay for at least two more seasons because you are developing perfectly. If you now move to a big club and you don't really get the minutes and you don't fit into the system, it could mess you up. Okay, Lukaku's not really the same age, but still Lukaku is benefiting so much because Lukaku's situation is, is strange because he's too good for Everton, but that system is perfect for him. I don't think Lukaku will score as many goals in any other club than he would for Everton. I just think that the players, the system, the formation, how they play for him, how it's built around him is perfect for, for Lukaku. Lukaku can't go into Chelsea, Bayern Munich or anywhere and have the team built around him. No way. <laughs> so suppose Monaco beat Juventus in the Champions League. Mm. Just, just so we can kind of transition into that. Yeah. Um, and they make a final. How, how much better is it going to get for you in terms of your value, in terms of the contract that you can pick up? And do you really want to go through that process again with Monaco if you could go to Real Madrid, Juventus, Atletico, I mean, or England? Like, right? like to be real, man, it's like we're living in a world where young players want success now. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. Like, they want a trophy now. Like, if Real Madrid come knocking, I don't know how Mbappe or Silva say no. All Real Madrid have to do is just say, we want you. And boom, their head is already like, whoa, okay, what the hell? That's <laughs> it. All they have to do is just, we, just show interest. And I'm not sure whether they have it in them to say or have the foresight to be, yes, we, we, we want to stay. Yeah. They, they get a percentage, <laughs> you know, so they want to make money. They're not interested in the development of their player. They're interested in making money. Hence why that dude for Pogba, he wasn't interested in Pogba's development. He was like, I'm going to get a higher percentage if I pull off this, this deal for Pogba going to United. Mm-hmm. Because if you cared about the player, you'd be like, nah you are improving on the events. So this whole United thing, it's a weird ship. It's still a, a building process. You're not ready yet to go there and be the main central, main midfielder, stay out at your events and develop. No, the agents isn't interested in Did that. Did you just say a weird ship? <laughs> no, no, weird ship. Like It's like a shipwreck. I've never heard that expression. Um, <laughs> well, let's get into the Champions League. Um, I was really happy that... Great draw, great draw. That, that we aren't going to get another Madrid final. Just happy that that happens in the semifinal so Real Madrid can beat them um, over two legs in one week. Uh, <laughs> and then we get uh, probably Juventus, Real Madrid, like a real proper final um, instead of... Yeah, what, what, who was the team in the NFL that lost the, the Buffalo Bills? They lost four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, oh, I love I um, love the Buffalo that's Bills. That's messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nishu said it to me on my Bulls. comments. Like, that's messed up. How's that possible? It, it's it, it's it, a it, very... 
they just kept story. winning the AFC, and then they just kept meeting like the Cowboys, the oh, Giants. Like, but you know, like I said though, like look, man, if Atletico get to a final, they have to dope. Either they they dope. Or they dope. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I am quoting Jujuman. I think because me and Jujuman, we are we are on the same wavelength in that thing. And like, I'm not joking. Like, you can't go down in history losing three finals in what four years. That's really ridiculous. So for Atletico, either you don't make the final, or if you make a final, you you cheat. It's simple. <laughs> so, like, yeah, look, man, they have to. Hey, you, hey, yeah. you got to bear in mind every uh, there is every I think some it's something ridiculous. Let's bear in mind, nearly all the big European heavy hitters have tragic Champions League defeats. Bayern have have their defeats to Manchester United and to Chelsea. Uh, AC Milan have their one to Liverpool. Liverpool have their one to AC Milan. Um, Manchester United have their one to Barcelona. Barcelona have their one to AC Milan. It, it builds character. Three times without winning. Yeah. <laughs> Three times without winning is what? Valencia made a lot. What didn't Valencia yeah. make two in the early two thousand? Consecutive final to Real Madrid and to Munich. Like Balak has two losing, maybe three losing Champions League medals from his time at Leverkusen, Munich, and Chelsea. Uh, well, Patrice Evra has four losing Champions League medals, I believe, from Monaco, Manchester United. He's got one at Monaco, two at Man United, and one at Juve. I'm trying to make the point that every club has very damaging defeats in the Champions League. So just because Atletico are getting all theirs in a row right now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You also got to bear in mind, Atletico Madrid have been the most consistent side in Europe over the last five years, possibly. You add in their Europa League victories from the start of the decade and their consistent deep runs in the Champions League. Why not support Atletico Madrid? He has a point, Double H. No. Like, I'm sorry. You can't lose three finals in four years. I'm sorry. No. You you can't do, do that. I'm sorry. No. No, you're such a um, you're such a completionist. You're such a fatalist. I've never. No, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. Like I mean, there's for, no... a man, for a man who likes Iron Robin with such depth as you, you really don't care if someone doesn't have a trophy when you consider how many trophies Robin <laughs> doesn't have because he lost finals. It's Champions quite remarkable. Twenty thirteen. Thank you. <laughs> the thing, like for Atletico, just lose to Real Madrid, Real Madrid to get over and because again, if Atletico meets like a Juventus in the final, Buffon. Coming to 40, never won a, a, a medal. There's that narrative there, man. You know, so I just think that, like, every okay, we all want a UV um, Real Madrid final, but I feel that in a one off game, Real Madrid have Atletico's number. And I think in a one off game, I just don't trust Atletico. Over two legs, Real are favorites, but I think Atletico have a better chance to beat Real over two legs than in a one off game. Of the last four, who's your favorite to win it? UV. Defense has won titles, and UV has the best defense. Real Madrid will be the first team in the Champions League era to defend their title. Ooh, big call. I have I have Juventus because Bayern Munich are no more. So that was my second favorite. Plus, Double H gave the storyline about Buffon. I, I really want to see Buffon win a Champions League. Oh, no, me too. Oh, I would love that. I would love that, man. They, they are my rooting interests. Um, but, no, but, but then, though, I actually see... Do you, do you know what I can see right now? Juventus gets to the final. Real Madrid, 1-1, goes to penalties. And I bet you, I bet you anything, Cristiano scores the decisive penalty again and Buffon is in tears. I, t- I, t- I told you, I'm a pessimist, man. No, you're not. <laughs> you absolutely um, are not. <laughs> but look, man, I've, I've lived a very dark life, man. I, d- I don't believe in happy things, so. <laughs> I'm uh, laughing at your pain. I want you to know I'm laughing at your pain. <laughs> harsh, very harsh. 
Last topic before we get to questions. Carl, your man, your boy, N'Golo Kante. I'm so happy. PFA so player happy. of the year. Justified 100%. Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. wait. Can you, can, you, can you actually finally put to rest? Because I've tried to argue with you. Can you actually finally put to rest why Kante deserves this award above Hazard? Because let me just put it to you. Like, some people have said that, oh, Kante winning the award somehow they, they mean things because they've now given it to a tackler over a far better player like Hazard. Please explain for the listeners out there why Kante deserves this award. He's been the best player for the last two seasons of Premier League football. He's, the, he's going to be the very, he's most likely going to be the very first outfield player to win back-to-back trophies at different clubs. Mark Schwarzer does not count? I said outfield player. You oh, no, 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 but still, Schwarzer doesn't count, but yeah, continue. Uh, <laughs> What's that interruption? <laughs> I can't believe you interrupt me to agree with me sometimes. What's the matter with you? Why are you like this? Continue, you know, damn it. You know you're annoying, right? <laughs> um, like he's, been, he's, been, he's been incredible. I think there was that stat partway through the season that he has he had the most tackles and interceptions for the last three seasons in English football, despite the fact he's only been playing in England for two. And by all accounts, he seems like a lovely bloke. So why not? I like he's 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 the mastermind behind very good title challenges back to back in England, and it's become very apparent that both of those title challenges would not work if it isn't for his hard work. And it's not like let's put away this argument that all he does is destroy and he's a runner because yeah. to me to me that reads as a terrible dog whistle and it it puts away a lot of his gaming like his match day intelligence to, for him to be exceptions shows that he's an expert reader of the game. So, yeah, give him credit where credit is due. Well-deserved. Um, you keep tackling, little man. You know what? You know what? Um, as, as far as this point about Hazard, and I, I, I tweeted something like this, that the Hazard fanboys are going to be really mad that Kante won. Uh, but deep down, I think even they know that the reason Hazard is good this year, or at least better than he was last year, is because of the switch from Mourinho's 4 3 one Mm-hmm. to Conte's 3-4-3, which allows Hazard the ability to play almost as a secondary striker with no responsibility of tracking back. Yep. The zero. Absolutely zero. Yeah, and, and the reason that Antonio Conte can play the 3-4-3 in large part is because of the diligence, work, and as Carl said, the game reading and anticipation of N'Golo Conte in midfield. So that's why Kante, because Kante is the reason why Hazard is playing as he is. I'm not saying that he makes Hazard a better dribbler or he's made him a better footballer as such, but he's given Hazard the ability to display those talents, which in my, yeah. which in my mind makes him a more important player for Chelsea and the most important player in football, at least English football. He, he, there, is no, there is no Premier League team that N'Golo Kante does not immediately improve. Could put him in Sunderland, I, and they'd still get relegated. So. <laughs> no, I, no, I, re- I really think they well. They certainly They certainly concede less. Um, but there's no there's no Premier League team that Kante doesn't immediately improve. Whereas Hazard, there, you know, I'd say the, ex- the to the extent Hazard can improve, every team in the Premier League is probably less because there are some sides like City and Spurs where you could probably turn them from maybe a seven to an eight. Whereas Kante could turn a six into a nine. He's that good? Because Leicester. I mean, look at Leicester. He's that, that, he's that damn good. He's that damn good. I forgot, good you know, about, about Leicester. But the, the fact that Leicester City won, it, won the Premier League is a direct result of 
N'Golo Kante being is basically like giving Leicester 13 players on the pitch. Growing up, I played central midfield. And again, this is not to diminish wingers or defenders. Central midfield is the most difficult position in football to play. Because it's the only position where you're required to do everything. You're required to attack, you're required to defend, you're required to intercept, you're required to consult. What was that? I said it's one of the stupidest things you've ever said. <laughs> That's that, 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 what, the central midfield is the hardest position to, to play. Yes. Of course. Okay, tell me a position that is harder than central mid- midfield. You, you're, just saying that, you're just saying that because you played center midfield. This is all cyclical, so it all depends on what system you're playing and what's going on. 4-4-2 has very different responsibilities from a centre midfield in a 4-3-3 or centre midfield in a 4-2-3-1. No, it's the same. Wait, if you're a centre midfielder right? in a 4-3-3, you are still required <laughs> as a midfielder to attack, defend, and consolidate. What does a fullback do? What does a fullback do then? Run up and down. A fullback so, isn't required a fullback, to... A fullback a fullback and this is supposed to be about Kante, guys. Come on. No, okay, okay, okay. okay wait, let's just keep it on Kante. Fact of the matter is that what he does over 90 minutes as a central midfielder is incredible because this guy he intercepts, he tackles, he passes, he has scored goals. A lot of counter-attacks have been launched from Kante's interceptions or from Kante initiating their the, the counter-attacks, and Kante forms a foundation in which hazard. Carl, you play rugby, not for football, so I wouldn't. Thank you. I'm going to punch you in the chest the next time I see you. Okay, look, man, stick to rugby. I'll stick to the real sport, the beautiful sport. Thank you. You can't play football anymore. You said you got bad knees. I'm, I'm making my, my return to, to the pitch in about four weeks. I'm, I'm doing training. I'm making my return you to think? the pitch. Come the on. fans demand it. I'm making my return to the pitch, so relax. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be no back. one demands you to do anything. Everyone, the, fans want, look, the fans want it. I'll be back. Four weeks. Give me four weeks. I'll be back. Four weeks. Joy, unbridled. Right, let's get into the questions. I'm going to start from the top and just work my way down. Football God says, why oh. is this fat piece of trash called Benzema still playing for Real Madrid? <laughs> it, make, it makes no sense. Wait, is this a question or a statement? I don't know. I think it's, it, it's both. I mean, do you want to know why he's still playing for Real Madrid? Because he's a very good striker and he sells a lot of t-shirts. Wait, wait, did you just say very good striker? Was, were you being sarcastic by saying very good striker? Or No, I said it, I said it in my chest. Benzema's a good striker. Man, Carl, you know sometimes some stuff you say just... Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether you actually smoke weed before you... It's <laughs> episodes or something, man, because look, man, whatever you're smoking, man, like smoke less of it because literally, man, you say... Benzema's, a, Benzema's a good striker. He's top five. You know, no, 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 no. You said very good. You said very good. Don't backtrack. You said very good. He's a very good striker. He's top okay, five. Okay, yeah, then you're mad. Then you're, you're crazy. That's a mad statement to me. Like, <laughs> That's a statement that only a guy who smokes weed would, would make. So, <laughs> you know, in fact, next question. Next question. <laughs> I can't with you, bro. Oh, Jesus. Oh, next question. Java Bab, FAP Pacino says, who's been the best player this season for the top four teams? In brackets, the top four teams are Bayern, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juventus. Can we go one by one? Um, so, yep. best player for Real Madrid, Madrid. Yep. Um, you know what? I'll go out on a limb and, and I'll say Isco. Interesting. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Marcelo. I might, I'm, I'm crazy. Marcelo. 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 Okay, yeah, that's a good one. All right. Best player for Bayern Munich this season? Lewandowski. I vote Thiago. Yeah, you know what? I'd have to say Thiago. 
right. I said Lua, yeah. but go ahead. Best player for Barcelona? Messi. Yep. Um, Pretty much. Um, Messi Mar. Messi Mar. Messi Mar. And Juventus? Whew. Um, Chiellini, probably. Oh, yep. you stole my thing. Giorgio, Giorgio, Giorgio. Or- I'm going to vote Mario Mandzukic because he is playing a very valuable role in allowing Diabla and Higuain to play up top. So I'm going to say Mandzukic. Uh, Red Devology asks. Being different. You just have Real Madrid cut their losses and sell Gareth Bale. But you just have Let him read the question, Double H. Okay, oh, no, fair enough. Read the question. Devology <laughs> asks, should Real Madrid cut their losses and sell Gareth Bale? Oof, damn. Oh, man. Bloody hell. Who would buy right. him for the, for the price it. that Real Madrid... Tottenham would, would, would buy him. Actually, true. It depends on the price. Tottenham would buy him back, but if you're going to sell him for like 200 million and they like a planet, then no. Something, didn't they? 85 mil? Yeah. They would yeah. want at least 80, 70. At least. 65. I, I don't think he's, he's a bit over. value, but the, the only club that could buy him in my imagination would be United. And I don't think yep. they would. So you should just stick with it. Um, Stick with him. He's a he's a very good player. He offers a lot to the system. He's incredibly selfless. When healthy. When healthy. Yep. When healthy. But that's when a healthy, big. He's when, fantastic. You know? Um, Kev, the brilliant us in terms of technique and footballing ability. Who's better, Mbappe or Jesus? Easily, Jesus. Easily. Jesus. What What were the two caveats there in terms of what? In terms of technique and footballing ability, I don't know what the difference between those two things are. Jesus, Jesus. I feel like Mbappe's the better athlete, but I yeah. feel like Jesus is the better footballer. Yeah, there we go. I want to go back yeah. to Half Hope's definition of footballer. Oh, not that stupid argument. <laughs> whoa, 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 Carl. Easy, very easy. Okay. I call it stupid. Okay. I hate you and your stupid face. Danny, Daniel was, was, compliment, was complimenting your boy. Just relax. Now, Danny. Who's my boy? Now, Daniel. Well, the, the fact of the matter is that, yes, I think you are right. Mbappe, explosive, athletic player. But as far as footballing, technique, and finesse, easily, without a doubt, it's not even close. It's Gabriel Jesus. That's that's not to shade Mbappe's technical ability either. Um, no, 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 no. He's, 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 he's very good, but just given the comparison. It's not even close. To what, reason, to what reason are we saying Mbappe's technique is lesser than Jesus? Because Carol Jesus has better ball control, better dribbling, better movements with the ball. Easily better. It's not even close. He's Easily. categorically a better technical football player than um, thingy. Same as like how Isco is easily a better technical football player than Bale. Bale is more explosive and more effective, but Isco is the better technical footballer. Jesus is the better technical well, footballer. Um, the Ringer podcast revealed this week that Mbappe is scoring a third of his shots, which is essentially absurd. Um, as a frame of reference, Messi is unparalleled in putting away his shots and only really puts away 20% of his shots as goals. So Mbappe, Mbappe's goal streak will cool down. But the underlying stats behind Mbappe show that he's on a goal-scoring rate on par with Alexis Sanchez this year. You know, even though Mbappe is going to cool off next season, he's still going to be one of the top 30 players in the world. So, the ceiling is very high for both of these gentlemen, and I'm not really one for comparing young players 
based off a sample of maybe 10 games that we've seen them both. That's a good one. Just enjoy both of them. I would compare and Gabo Jesus is the better. Oh, guys, 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 guys. If you had to rank quickly, um, Mbappe, Rashford, and Jesus, how would you do it in terms of like players you think will be at the top of European football? Gabo Jesus, Mbappe, Rashford. I'd go Mbappe, Uh, Jesus, Rashford. I was on the Squawker podcast where someone asked me who's going to have a better career, Mbappe or Rashford, and I said, I don't care. I just want to enjoy both of them. Um, but I'll, I'll take your assessment, Daniel. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be great. I think Mbappe, look, he really looks like the real deal. And I've said it multiple times now. He hits top speed so quickly. And some, some of the half chances he can sniff out based on nothing are amazing. And you know, he, really, he, really, he really does remind me of a classic Ronaldo. All Mbappe has to do is just not put too much muscle or weight on and ruin yep. his frame like old Ronaldo did or OG yep. Ronaldo. Oh, no, guys, nobody know. Like The only person who is close to old Ronaldo is Lewandowski, okay? We're, we're just talking about who reminds us of whom, like not necessarily who is who. Okay, anyway. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Questions? Fair. Is, was that the last question or is there more? That's it. Well, um, anything else, guys? Is that our podcast done? Um, I think it well, you know, yes, it's done. I, 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 I just want Carl to um, smoke less weed before he comes onto a weekly podcast. I don't That's smoke weed. I eat it. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I think, I think he, he, he needs to be on par with his footballing knowledge. Personally because I also, I need very I need shocking things. I need the weed because I need to stay de-stressed because you're a f- idiot. <laughs> you piss me off. <laughs> That's extremely rude, by the way, boyfriend. <laughs> don't worry, no, don't worry, Carl. I shall teach you, and I will teach you about the game of football. Don't worry, you can always stay learn. away from me. Stay away from me. I'm happy to teach you free of charge. I'm happy to teach you free of charge. Go watch uh, more other videos on YouTube. So <laughs> there, there's always much for you to to, to learn, but we'll we will get there in the end. Don't worry, we'll I get there. The YouTube piece about Aya Robin to talk about. Speaking of YouTube, Double H, congratulations on 5,000 YouTube subs. I noticed that. So shout out to you. Carl, you're going out here with like 5,000 retweets or something? What are you tweeting about that people are so gassed about? Wait, retweets? What's retweets? Carl had like a tweet that I saw was like in thousands. Like, what are you on about? I got like over 3,000 retweets off a post I made supporting the Labour Party in the upcoming election. No politics. Because the Tories are bad. Political chum, man. Yeah, me and Macau, you're really dipping your hands in many different places. This is why you're you're, you're such a man of many different talents. That's you know why I admire you so much. You know, very interesting. Yeah, like Carl's going viral. Double H has YouTube subs, and yesterday I made banana bread. So, oh Ah, wow, lovely. Wait, can you wait? Can you wait? Can you can you WhatsApp me how to make banana bread? I want to make banana bread. Can you just WhatsApp me the ingredients? Sure. <laughs> I, I think I can make it a business. It's not good. But anyway, uh, this is the Talking Tactics podcast. We do this every Tuesday. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. Follow us on SoundCloud. Um, share the app. Share the app. Share the app. That too. What share else? the episode. I think people know what app means. I don't need to say episode. Okay. I'm not, I'm not as, <laughs> you know, like, you know, freaking new age, like 28. I would think saying app is kind of new. Never mind. 
Um, it's new age to pronounce words correctly. Give me strength. As famous as you, okay, relax. Okay, we're not as famous as you. We're still street. We we're not street. We're never that like that. Guys, no, guys, you're famous. Guys, don't guys, don't forget us. Okay, Danny, yes. Yes, preach. Um, this is the Talking Taxes podcast. Sometimes funny. Sometimes, sometimes no, 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 Carl. You say sometimes. I, I want to say the final thing. So start again. Talking to the podcast. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. Always football. Very humanoid. Peace. Podcast Network.